The following podcast contains language that may not be suitable for young listeners. Listener discretion is advised as this podcast is rated R. No ifs, ands, or buts. to an edition of Two From Hell. I'm Anthony T. And I am a zombie. How's everything going, zombie? Good. Um, busy. Um, this is why we haven't had an episode in a while. Yeah, basically our schedules have not coincided with each other. I was, like, busy for a month watching the G1 Climax that New Japan Pro Wrestling always puts on around July. Plus, I was on vacation as well. And you had other things yeah, going on, just too. Been, yeah, just a lot, of, a lot of other things going on. And, you know, it's, it's, looking, it's looking clear now. Yes, yeah, so now, getting back to what we do monthly, as this will be the first episode in September, or late August, depends when this gets out, because I got a lot of things going on at the moment, but we're happy to be back after a hiatus. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We got a, uh, we got a lot of new stuff coming coming up, too, that we'll talk about a little later. Now, before we get to everything, it's been crazy since we last recorded an episode. We are now in a writers and actors strike. That seems like it's going to go on for quite a while. Yeah. And I knew this earlier that this is going to be a long one. This was going to be one of your run-of-the-mill, 30-day things, where they're just going to be able to settle things easily. Both of us here support the actors and the writers in their fight against the major studios here, because there are some of the things that the studios are doing are just flat-out wrong. Yeah, I, yeah. 100%. Especially AI. <laughs> oh, do not get me started with AI. It's, the way I view AI in cinema, 
which the major studios want to do, like Netflix, Disney, and so on, personally, will destroy cinema itself. Forget about being horror films. Any type of film. You essentially will be replacing actors. Yeah. It's like, and it's like so stupid. And this is why I got so pissed off about the strike. Ever since the writers went on strike and leaked their proposal where they won't negotiate on that issue of AI. Well, they've been negotiating about that issue, but they're still far apart. And it doesn't seem like it's going away anytime soon. Nope. I think this is going to go on for a bit longer, and um, I'm interested to see what happens in the future because of this. Oh, yeah, because literally, the writers have been striking for almost, what, three, four months now? Yeah. And the actors are, what, two months? Almost? Yeah, two months, yeah. Yeah. This is, like, unprecedented. And this is just going to be a long and prolonged strike. As I don't think the actors and writers are going to cave in this time. Especially when you have this technology that is AI. Forget about everything else. But AI, I really think, has the potential to destroy everything we love about movies in general. I agree. I agree. I don't want to see some computer-generated killer killing off computer-generated people. That's ridiculous. If I wanted to see that, I'll play a video game. Right. And you also got the streaming issue as well. Netflix, Disney Plus, and all these new streaming platforms have been getting away for so long with cheating actors out of money. Now it's come due. Like every new technology, eventually you can play this game for so long where you can pay the actors a little bit of money and then forget about it. Because literally, it probably happened the same with DVD and Blu-ray. Every time there's, like, a new format or something, we always go through this issue. And, you know, the, the, the current striking everything that, w- that we're witnessing and having, a lot of people don't know that. This puts, like, a lot of people out of work, too. Yeah, and it's They're sad. All, it is. It really is sad. Because, you know, I mean, you've got all these people that are in, in the um, film industry that, you know, that are not just actors and writers, they're, um, you know, they 
do anything on set and you know they don't have to work right now either so I don't like talking about this really I don't I wish everybody was getting paid right now yeah me too it's 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 an important thing man you know every everybody loves you know film and just just do the right thing but with streaming and everything you have to stop realizing that actors need to be paid their fair share. This is what happens when you want to get rid of physical media, everyone. Yes. And look at a certain studio. They're recently going back to physical media, which I will not name because this CEO is an idiot. After that comment, oh, what about us type comment, which I covered on, I believe, the last episode of my solo podcast. No, the episode before the last one. Excuse me. Oh, what about us? What about us? I feel no sorry for these CEOs. None what bit. No bits at all. They're the they're the ones with the um you know they're the they're the ones to blame. Yeah. They should have had negotiations six, seven months earlier and they set the bar so unreasonable that we are in this position. Because I really do not see the strike ending to at least October, November. That's a high possibility. That's what I was thinking as well. Because somebody's going to cave in. And I really don't think it's going to be the actors. Nope. Or the writers. No, because you know, you know, we'll, we'll see. But I, I agree. They, the actors do have another way, you know, to make you know some money in the meantime doing conventions. So conventions, personal appearances, these micro budget films. Yep. Or any film that's approved by SAG too. They can also go to Broadway if they want. So they can still act. It's just the fact that they're not acting for these idiots over at the major studios at the moment. Right. Speaking of um, conventions and frustrations while we're still on the topic, um, I want to get off my chest that I am frustrated with the conventions that stack together in the area that we live in. Um, really, you know, aggravates me that they all smush together within a couple weeks apart. And, you know, if, for like the first, first year, like, you know, like I was talking to, um, do about, you know, we had like this tradition, like we went to a certain convention 
you know, we've been doing it for like four or five years. And this year, we're not going to be able to do that because we're both going to different conventions. Yeah, it's just... I've been saying this ever since they announced the date. This was a stupid idea. Three conventions in three weeks. This isn't... New Jersey, New York, California. It's it's Massachusetts and Connecticut, which can make up one state. Yeah. And not a big state at that. No, you know what it is, man? You know, and and I, I just, you know, I get it. Everybody's doing their thing, but, you know, ultimately it hurts the fans because... You know, I mean, there's not a lot of people that can go to, you know, every convention that's going to be coming up within the next uh, uh, the next two months. Yeah. I just. I can't go to. I had to make a choice between CT Horror Fest, Terracon and Silver Scream convention. Silver Scream never gave me a lineup. So that probably flew under the radar with me. I don't even know if they even had dates when I made a full decision. But when I looked at Terracon and CT Horror Fest, it's night and day. You have Terracon who has pretty much a stacked lineup, more like a Monster Mania-type lineup, with your Robert Englands, your Heather Langenkamps, your Edward Furlongs, Lance Henrikens, They've also recently announced Sandy Johnson, too, from the original franchise. I almost said the title. I'm not saying any titles of these films to give the major studios their props. But I think you know who Sandy Johnson is if you're a horror fan. I'm surprised she's not at CT Horror Fest. Uh, And I kept saying to myself, and I kept saying to myself, why haven't they announced her yet? You know, they're announcing everybody else from that certain franchise. Now we know why. Yeah. Because they do go to um, Connecticut, does have uh, a few other guests from that specific film. Yeah, it makes, now it makes sense why she's not on that list. Yeah, and see what you do conventions, this is going to be the first September that me and Anthony don't go to the same convention in almost five years. Yeah, I want to go to, I like CT Horror Fest, but I am just not impressed with that lineup. When your headliner is Cassandra Peterson, 
and you're bringing Kane Hodder, Bill Mosley, Nick Castle, PJ Souls, people who I met before. It just doesn't interest to me. Yeah. To go to that convention. When I can go to the other convention and meet people like Heather Langenkamp, Amanda Wins, Melinda Clark, Cheryl Finn, Mark Patton, people I have not met. Yeah. Of course, I'm going to go to that convention where all those people I haven't met are there. No, I, I, I understand. I, I, I agree with you, man, you know. It's just too many repeat guests for CT Horror Fest. Yeah. That, that's the problem with their lineup. Sure, they got a good Terrifier lineup, which I can say because it's crowdfunded. Don't forget yeah. the first two Terrifier films are crowdfunded, not major studio. Yes. But out of that terrifying group, there's only one person I would want to meet. Because I already met Damien, I already met David. There's only one person I want to meet out of that group. Yeah. And you you know me a, a lot, Andrew. I like to get autographs like crazy. At these cons. You'll see me with like five, six, seven autographs by the end of the day. That convention just does not scream to me, come to your convention. It just doesn't. I, I I get it, and there, there is a there's a there's a few guests that I do want to meet at Connecticut Horror Fest this year, and it's just it's just the convention that I decided to go to just because. Um. Anyway, in other news. Um, oh my! How about my trip to Terrificon? I was there. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about. Let's talk about that because. We're going into now cons during the actors and writers strike. Yes. This was a very awkward con. To say the least. It was a great con. I enjoyed myself a lot. But I didn't know what the hell was to expect when I was going to be in there. You know? Yeah. Will they have 8x10s? Will they have this? Will people talk about the films? So what was it like, you know, going to a con, you know, with all this going on? I know the convention provided the photos, as it seems like that's what they're doing with these cons now. Since this is strike. Yeah. They provide the photos. So technically... It's not the actor that's providing the photos. Right, right. Or the people that are promoting the actor, bringing them in. So, 
I did do VIP there. And it was a different experience from like a Rhode Island Comic Con VIP. It was one of those jump the line VIPs. It was alright. On that, I prefer Rhode Island's better because it's well more organized. They'll have like a line for VIPs, a line for regular people. Plus, they go like in a 3 1 rotation when it goes to like VIPs to regular general mission tickets. Yeah. But still, it was a good time. I enjoyed myself a lot. Met some nice people. I met Danhausen. Got my pro photo op with Jeffrey Coombs. Wasn't going to leave without that. Because the guy's a legend in horror. Uh, I met people like Jerry O'Connell. He has some horror cred. Even though he wasn't advertised. He was there. With his wife. Rebecca Romjan. Oh, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, and I went on my podcast saying he could have done 10 million other things, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was giving selfies to everybody, like, for free, if you were in her line. Such an amazing guy. I also met Terry Farrell from another certain horror franchise. Who else did I meet? I met a lot of people there. Michael Bean. Nice guy. So, when you were there, did you hit up any panels? Uh, Sheen Gun I did hit up. That was a great oh. panel. If you want to hear stuff about the strike from an actor's perspective... I'll leave the link on the Facebook page to Two From Hell, because that is such a great panel. He was talking about how the strike's affecting actors and all that stuff. Because, of course, I was going to go there anyway. I try not to talk about current work or anything. Instead, talked about trauma. Because she... Or Sean Gunn started out working in trauma with his brother James. Because you're trying to, like, not talk about current projects, too. You know what I mean? Current or past. Unless they start talking about it, then it's fair game. Another actress talk about, which I won't name. Um, yeah, I mean, if the actors or actresses are open to, you know, talking about it, then, you know, there's no harm done. But, you know, just be respectful. Yeah. Don't go, like, asking questions. And if they say no, continue to ask questions. Don't do it during this time, please. 
Yeah, yeah, this is just not the time. Just tell them, like, what made you want to become an actor, basic questions, stuff like that. That's why I try to... Just keep it, you know... That's why I tried to... you know, super simple. That's why I tried to do it at this convention. Yeah. I I'm I slipped up maybe a couple times, but it was like the first convention during a strike, you know. Yeah. So let's um let's tell everybody you know what we got going on next um and new for our show, like a couple ideas we were spiraling around. We are spiraling around a movie night. On Sunday yeah. nights. Yes. We are gonna go we're gonna try and um we're getting everything figured out now and we're gonna try to do a uh a Sunday night um movie night where you know, we play the movie and then, you know, we jump in and talk about it a little bit. Um it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun time. We're just gonna figure out how to make it go smoothly. And um that's really about it, man. Yeah, we just got to figure out how not to get copyrighted striked. Yeah, yeah. Because who, as much as we want to talk about public domain films, at some point these people want to talk about the classics, you know? Yep. So. That's right. Right now we just don't want to do something that gets us in trouble. So we're working out on what we can do, what format we'll use, and so on. We're doing research on that. Yeah, and once once we have everything all figured out on that, we'll um we'll post some stuff on our um Facebook page and I'll give everybody the heads up. Yeah, basically we'll post and we'll even tell what the first movie is. Yeah. So we don't get anybody's hopes down if this doesn't happen. But yeah, we're going to try to make it happen. It's a new thing, so we're just we're trying to mess with it. And, you know, I'm sure we'll make it happen, so just bear with us. It's gonna, It'll take some time. But I think we could probably get it off maybe maybe September, October, November. One of those yeah. three months. Yes. Yes, yes, and yes. And that's it, man. And other than that, uh, you got anything, Mr. T? Why don't we talk about the film we saw, The Outwaters? All right, yeah, we can get into that. That movie was fucking bonkers, man. One of the best films I've seen all year. That that movie's fucking just crazy. You know, it's it's a uh, found footage film. Yeah, found footage film. Yeah, it's fucking just like from start to end, it's just fucking insane. And I just recently found out if you guys watched the the movie, um, Screenbox has a um. Two little shorts for it as well. Which are also on the Blu-ray as well. Yeah, so if you have the Blu-ray and you didn't know it's on that already, 
Yeah, the first one is a straightforward drama about the main character's relationship with another person. And the other one's uh, a bunch of clips tied together. More in the vein of the film. Both are very good. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. It was fucking... It, it was a little weird, but... um, I had fun with it. Yeah, it's literally... I like films that are going outside the box. And this is why I think Screenbox has really done some really good things this year. Acquiring some titles for this streaming service. Because back in the old days, that streaming service was crap. Bunch of B-movie junk. What, yeah. Screenbox? Yeah. It used yeah, to be... Yeah, that's right, you did. Yeah, you I did, did have that one time. That. Yeah. Until Blade Disgusting acquired it. Or its parent company. Right. So... It's just, it's a great service. There's a lot of great things on there. Have you checked out the Robert England documentary yet? I have not. I have not had the time. That is on my list of, um, you know, must-watches, though. Such a great, that's a great documentary. Yeah, I remember you did say, you did mention that, and I am going, that's one of the ones that I'm going to check out. There were also some, a couple other good films there as well, including a new one, it's like a foreign film. What's it, uh, is it that, um, it's under the, uh, the new releases, right? Yes. It, it's great. It's like a slot. Is, is it the, I can't. I can't think of the name of it. Is it the Farm movie? No, it's called We Might Hurt Each Other. Yeah, there you go. That's what it is. We Might Hurt Each Other. Right. Yeah, I think that's... Trying to figure out some information on that film. But it is a slasher film. And I'm not into this, like, folklore slasher films, but it is just done so great. Literally. I don't know how Screenbox finds these films, but they've really put out some really good foreign films this year. Yeah. On their service. That's something you never saw in the old Screenbox. But since you have Blade Disgusting running it, they'll grab anything pretty much. And they've done a great job with their foreign horror selection. If you're into foreign horror films, that's definitely one to check out, Screenbox. Yeah, they they do have a lot of good stuff on there. I, I broke it down the other day, too. Um, I was looking at all the, you know, it breaks it down in genres on the app. So they have zombies, monsters, uh, slashers, you know, etc. And they have a lot of good stuff on there, man. Yeah, it's worth the price. Literally. It's good to have both that and Shudder, quite frankly. 
Yeah, I have both. Yeah, and that is like one of. I never thought that service would survive, but it has, and they've done a good job getting premier titles. Look at Terrifier Two. That film always seems to be number one. If you ever noticed that. Yeah, it's uh, it was switching between that and the creepy pasta movie. Yeah, that one I'm surprised. I thought that was okay. But I'm surprised that's still there. I didn't even see it. The Outwaters also has been around the top ten for a while, too. That's another film that's been on and off the top ten list. So there's a lot of good stuff on Screenbox. Yeah, I really like Screen. I just I just got it a couple weeks ago. You know, when you were here. Yeah, it was like literally, we were like you were looking for it for the longest time. Yeah, and it was fine. It finally, um, you know, pulled up on my TV, and that's it, man. It's it's good. It has a lot of good stuff. Yeah, it's all the terror film stuff too, including your favorites, The Bond, The Bond Part 2. It's just a great streaming service. Yeah. I wish I had like a Joe Bob Briggs style program though. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe, give it time. Yeah, hopefully that will be in the future that Streaming service. You never know. Yep. Now let's wrap up with your film. Oh yeah. Wow. So it is a hundred percent done. It's all complete. Everything's all finished, and we're doing the Rhode Island premiere October sixth. Any uh, no venue announced yet? Uh, no, not yet. I have a couple I'm looking at. I'm actually going, so I haven't released that yet because I, I want to make sure it's set in stone before I say anything. But um, I have a couple I'm going to look at. I'm going to look at one tomorrow, and as um, soon as I have one, I'll post it on my Facebook page and everything. Okay. So, you know so by it. next episode, you'll have the venue. Oh, yeah. I hope to have the venue by um, you know next week. Okay, so we will post it on the Facebook Two From Hell page. Yes. And I'll have the uh, the event up. And, um, yeah, we're, we're going to do a nice red copper premiere. We're going to play the movie and do a Q&A and, you know, have posters there, you know, for everybody to sign. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a fun little event. And we'll give more details next episode. Yes. Leave you on a cliffhanger. How about that? Love those fucking cliffhangers. <laughs> I hate those. <laughs> so we're fucking, we're, we're back at it, so we will see you guys in... Fuck, when will we see them? October? Late September. Uh, yeah, late September. Maybe early October. early October. Depends on when this comes out. Yeah. 
Yeah, whenever this comes out, one month from that. So late September, early October. We may do something earlier just to promote this film. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we may want to do another episode just to promote, so we can promote this film before October 6th. Yes. So we most likely probably get another episode before October 6th. And uh, save that date. Um, I want to see everybody down there, you know, supporting Indie horror. So, yeah. It's important, baby. That's what it's all about. Alright. But on, on that note, I'm out of here. Later. This has been a Film Arcade Media production.